Welcome to Evidence of Monsters. I'm Becca. I'm Shannon. And it's going to be a wild one. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. Some interesting, fascinating connections. It's going to be great. Okay, there's our intro. Yep, paste that right before the drive. Right there. Just, Um, I don't know what the noise was. (laughs) I liked it. It worked. It did, didn't it? I don't know why it worked, but it did work. How was your Valentine's Day? It was good. It was yeah. good. What'd y'all do? Not much. We went to the store. It was super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we normally don't leave the house, so that was good. Um, we Mood. are homebodies, like, all the way. Like, we, like, sit at home and not do anything. We did nothing. But he did give me a puppy. So right, There you go. You got a puppy. I got a puppy. I got a puppy the day before, so he, he's excused. <laughs> he's so cute. I love my puppy. <laughs> It took me forever to name the freaking. It took me like two days to name him. I love the name. Oh my god, because I I had like a whole list of like really badass names for this dog, like Cerberus and like um, Anubis, right. and like I wanted something badass. But my kids were like, "Uh, no, mom, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't <laughs> right. like that one." <laughs> and I was like, "Come, it's got to be something." Because he's like a little black right. dog. Something I want him. Right. And I've always had girl dogs before. I, w- I wanted a tough boy name yes. for this dog, right? And I was like, "Come on, we got you. Got to give me something here." So when I said Vader, they were like, "Yeah, okay." I was like, "Oh, thank God, okay, yes, that works. Yes, <laughs> we could do that." Um, we took a nice long break. <laughs> yes, we did. Been, sorry, we've been gone. We've been busy. Um, but a nice fun case today. I'm to so make excited. Up for it. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait until you hear what I found. You're going <laughs> to flip the fuck out. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I want to know what all of this has to do with all of this. I- <laughs> you don't want to say it. You can say it. You can say what you, because you don't know it. So you can, you can ask what you want to ask. Okay. Yeah. Becca's texting me and she's talking about Dracula and stuff. I'm like, what? Are we, what? I thought we were on true crime, but I am for Dracula. We are. Like, what are talking about? Let's do it. It sounds great. <laughs> you know what? It's going to make sense when I get there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. She's wild. <laughs> um, before I start, everybody, please keep in mind this case is over 500 years old. Okay, we're talking about the 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 15, 1600s here. Give me a break. <laughs> Most of this information is going to come from Wikipedia. Oh. Not much of it is very reliable. Y'all are just going to have to bear with me. I did what I could. Okay. <laughs> And it's also, uh, all these people are uh, from Hungary and, like, Romania and, like, all this area. So if I get names wrong, I apologize. But give me a break here. Um, so, you know, pretty much take everything I say with a grain of salt. You just, I don't know if it's true or not. Just go right. With me. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> trigger warnings. Uh, torture of young women. We are going to talk a lot about torture methods that were used in this case so if you're not into that you could skip that part it doesn't go on for super long Um, i'm mostly going to talk about other stuff but i am going to mention those things you can skip that if you want or if you just want to skip this episode i don't blame you it goes into it uh in some little bit of a graphic detail it's not going to go on forever though okay are we ready i am so ready let's go (laughs) oh so ready okay elizabeth bathory born august 7th 1560 uh she was born uh I, I, I think her name is correctly pronounced like Elizabeth, you know? Okay, yeah. But I'm going to call her Elizabeth just because it's easier. That's the American way of saying that name. So that's what I'm going to call her for the whole story. Um, she was born in Nierbator, Hungary. Uh, Elizabeth is the product of inbreeding between Baron George Bathory and Baroness Anna Bathory. They were distant cousins. Oh. That's 
a normal thing for that time. I get yeah. it again. Gross, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So her mother's brother, therefore Elizabeth's uncle, was the king of Poland. Ooh, wow. I know. And also self-declared Prince of Transylvania after he became King of Poland. He was just like, I'm also Prince of Transylvania now. So, he just anyway. decided that and that's he, he what it was. Much, okay. That's pretty much All right. Right on. <laughs> like, you know, get it, I guess. Yeah. Basically, she came from one of the most prominent families of that time. Her, Like, she's literally related to royalty. Um, the name Bathory, it means good hero. It came, it's said to have come, from this great ancestor of the family that fought off a dragon trying to attack Castle Isid somewhere in the 19, or not yeah. 19, but in like the 900s, like he fought off this dragon. That's awesome. And, the, and like the castle was given to him by the townsfolk and uh, he was given the name Bathory as like a reward, you know. That's amazing. But the castle, well, that sounds great, but the castle wasn't <laughs> even built until the 14th century. Oh, genius <laughs> so... people. I love it. That was a great story. I totally run with I know, that. It's a great story. I, I'm great with that. Um, but the, the family crest is an image of three, like, either claws or teeth because he killed the dragon with three strikes, according to the legend. Mm. And then they're surrounded by the image of a dragon, like, biting its own tail. So I just thought that was a fun little tidbit. Yeah. So because the Bathory's often married within their own family, many of them suffered from mental illnesses. You know, again, right. it's a common thing for the time, especially for royalty and things like that. She had a lot of very um, high-ranking members of her family. You know, her she, she was a uh, – what was she? She was a countess, I believe. Oh, wow. So the, the king of Poland, her uncle, he had attacks of epilepsy, and his two brothers were very well-known tyrants and criminals. And then his father – used to take a sleigh in the middle of summer for, like, no reason. <laughs> okay. So that's the family she's coming from. Just nice. keep, keep, okay. keep that in mind. Um, but her family basically controlled all of Transylvania, and um, she was raised in the family castle in East Hungary, like Sweet. family castle. They have a freaking that's family castle. Awesome. <laughs> I'll talk more about the castle later, but, yeah, she was raised in the family castle. I want a family castle. I know, right? <laughs> this is wild. I can't even imagine this life. So at the age of four or five, she suffered from epileptic, epileptic, oh, that's a hard word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she suffered from epileptic seizures, violent mood swings, and very painful migraines. Um, at that time, symptoms relating to ep, ep wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> symptoms relating to epilepsy. I have to say it slowly or right. I can't do it. That's all right. Um, <laughs> they were diagnosed as a, quote, falling sickness is what they would call it. Oh, okay. And treatments for that included uh, rubbing the blood of a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic. Oh. And giving them a mix of the non-sufferer's blood with mistletoe, blood from a decapitated man, pieces of a human skull, and a mix of gold and coral or a spirit of virtual vitriol. Uh, which uh, is now known to contain ether. Oh, what the hell? No. <laughs> That's how they were treating her. <laughs> and I didn't know what ether really was, so I kind of had to look it up. I know that it's bad. I just don't know what it is. Right. But I, from what I could figure out, because I'm not a freaking chemist, I couldn't figure out half of what I was looking at. <laughs> I guess it's some kind of like really flammable chemical compound. Oh, my God. So, um probably not good for you no you know? probably not yeah <laughs> most most flammable things are not good to ingest wow and then they could also possibly have given her powdered soapwort seed uh which uh they would offer for three months at the time of the new moon you know like a witch or something right you know? okay yeah 
I'm sure that worked well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure that went great. <laughs> it went over great. Yeah, wait till you see what happened. I'm sure it would, had great effects. Oh no! <laughs> but I guess soapboard is, is some kind of flour that's usually used to make soap because it like frosts up when you mix it with water. Okay, it's not as bad as blood oh. and ether. <laughs> I know. I'd rather them give her that. Like, give her the soapy flour. Right. Don't give her the blood and the ether. <laughs> Seriously, oh my god. That probably would have gone over better if they gave her more of the soapy flour. Really? Like, it's fine. Uh, but it was still probably not helpful. Yeah. Um. So that's what she was dealing with when she was very young. So oh. good luck, good luck going on from there. And that's not even <laughs> shouldn't be funny. It's really bad. It's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but that's not even the worst part. Oh, <laughs> Things did not go good for her. Elizabeth was said by many to have a slender body, a gorgeous cream complexion, and beautiful raven black hair. From an early age, she distinguished herself by her extraordinary beauty and great intelligence. She was very smart. Aww. Like, people who go back and read her letters, I can't read them because I don't speak that language. Yeah. Um, but they say that she was incredibly intelligent, and it was very obvious from yeah. everything that she said. Um, she spoke five languages. Wow. Hungarian, nice. which was her native language, I guess, and then Greek, Slavic, Latin, and German. That's impressive. So, I know, right? Um, however, it's often suggested that her family was particularly cruel um at age six while in Isid, she was allowed to observe this is crazy okay uh it gets a little gory so anybody who doesn't want to hear that um she was allowed to observe a public execution of a local gypsy who was accused of kidnapping and selling children into slavery valid you know yeah right okay yeah so obviously she should not be around but she was uh, executed by this very particular method okay she was sewn into a horse's stomach <gasps> what no okay I that was my reaction when I read it, but oh this is a thing. God. Okay, I looked into it. This is a whole thing. Okay, hear me out. It's graphic, but um, so the victim. This is this was a a, a method of execution back then. Oh it was God. something that was done. Everybody, graphic. The victim would first have their limbs broken. Okay, so they would break their limbs and then would be smushed into the belly of the dead horse. Right, the limbs were broken so basically so they couldn't escape, but also because they had to like crush them into the stomach of this dead horse. Right. And they would be sewn up inside. What? And that's not even the worst part. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> what? Like, who this is the thing. I've had... I, version of execution. Who? What? Why is that a thing? That's not even the end of it. That, that's not even how they would die. Oh, my God. I know. I've had days to process this. You take all the time you need. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how they died. I'm not excited. So uh, the carcass would be left out to rot. <sighs> So that it could get eaten by scavengers, oh like God. jackals, wild dogs, wolves, vultures, kind of depending on the part of the world that you're in, whatever, you know, wild creature that eats dead animals. The creatures would therefore eat the victim alive, assuming that they had not already suffocated by the fumes of decomposition. Oh my God. And that was the method of execution that she got to witness at six years old. Bitch never had a chance. Like. Wow, at six. <laughs> At six. I I don't know if she watched the whole decomposing part, but she definitely got to watch the part where they put the body of a broken human being into a dead horse wow. and sewed it up, you know? And then she probably would have seen the carcass lying there if, if she walked past it, you know? Nobody could find a better method of execution. <laughs> I mean, I mean, geez. considering this person did, I'm not mad at it. I get it, but like, break her arms and then hit her in the head with the rock. Like, oh like hang her if you have to. I know that was a thing then, yes. or like, you know, the... The big, the big cutty thing. What was it called? The, the, um, the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> the big cutty thing. Yeah, Sorry. That one. Yes, I got it. Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, that would have been fine. That was probably too quick for her because she was doing really bad things. Wow. Uh, you know, kidnapping kids and selling them into slavery. Like, I get that you wanted to torture her, but like, right, like I get that. Okay, but, but like that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. like I feel like that doesn't make you much better. Yeah, I mean maybe because I get the children thing, but like what? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot, a lot. when I read that. I was like, oh, okay. Because when they said sewn into the body of a dead horse, I was like, excuse me? Really? That's not what? a thing. There's no way that that can't actually, because when I'm reading this, I'm taking everything like, oh, okay, it's probably not true. And so right. I, I looked into that and I was like, oh my God, that's a thing. Like people were doing that. Wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that's how she was starting out. Okay. Good luck, girl. Yeah, right. That's not good. <laughs> and uh, when she was 15... There was someone in her family, it was either her uncle who was the king or like a cousin or something like that. Someone in her family, uh, she watched as they ordered uh, their the, the ears and noses to be cut off of some local peasants who were planning a rebellion against them. Oh, wow. And she got to, she got to watch that. Well, you maybe know. you needed a rebellion because you're freaking <laughs> a little bit man. crazy. A little bit cray cray. Um. Regardless of all of that, by the age of 11, Elizabeth was considered a beautiful, well-educated girl, despite any illnesses she may have been suffering from or the reputation and influences of her family. Mm-hmm. So at 11 years old, uh, she became engaged. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, Feren- Ferenz, I think it is. Uh, Fe- or Fe- Feren- I've been calling him Ferenz, but it might be uh, Ferenz. It, it might be Ferenz. Is it spelled? F-E-R-E-N-C. I think you're anyway, going from Harry I'm gonna call, Potter. I've been calling him Ferenz. What? I think you're going from Harry Potter on that one. Am I? Who's Ferenz in Harry He's Potter? He's the centaur. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. That's why I was I mean, about to ask you how it was spelled. Because if it was spelled the same, then I'd be like, yeah, okay. But it has like a C. I don't know why would I. I think one of the times I saw it, it had a Z on the end. So that's why I've been pronouncing it Ferenz. So at 11, her family engaged her to Ferenz. I'm going to call him Ferenz. Yeah. Ferenz Natasi, who is a Hungarian nobleman. Uh, he was only five years older than her, which for the time is really not that bad. She was 11. He was 16. Um, so considering the time, it could have been worse. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was obviously arranged by their families. Um, and it was considered a very good match for the both of them. But the wedding didn't actually take place until several years later. So okay. they, she didn't get married at 11. Right. She got married at, I think she was 15 when she got married. Okay. It's probably not that uncommon. It's still not great, but I, again, at the time, that considering they only lived until like 40, you know? Right, yeah, that's not <laughs> unheard of. Yeah, that's, that's really not that, that bad. Different. Some say that when she was 13, she gave birth to an illegitimate child fathered by a different man Ooh. than the one she was engaged. I know. Scandalous, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it was rumored that she gave birth to the child, which was possibly a girl, out of wedlock. And then in order to avoid a scandal, the family sent the child away with a woman that was trusted by the family. Like, they gave her money and told her to never come back. Like, take this baby, go somewhere, go live somewhere. Never come back for the entirety of Elizabeth's life. Wow. Like, no one can know about this. The father was rumored to be a local peasant. Um, he was allegedly, this is again, I don't know if any of this is true. He was allegedly charged with rape and Ferenz may have ordered him to be castrated. Oh, uh, well, I bet he did though. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I heard it was like a boy, not like a grown man. It was like someone her age. Right. So I don't know if the rape charge was just to like, if it. someone found out about it, they could be like, oh, he raped exactly, her, you know? yes. So, yeah. So I don't know what part of that would have been real, if any of it. So uh, so that whole story is kind of speculation anyway, because there's obviously no proof right, yeah. that it ever happened. And then it's um, it's likely just a widely spread rumor, considering that this alleged pregnancy came up long after Elizabeth had already died. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know. So at 15, Elizabeth married Ferenz on May 8th, 
1575. Um, he's a member of a very well-respected, very powerful Hungarian family. He was uh, 20 when they got married. So this, you know, it it's, could have been a lot worse yeah. for her. Um, more than 4,500 guests attended the wedding. Wow. Um, and it's possible that friends may have adopted the maiden name of his wife instead of the other way around. Ooh, interesting. Which I thought was very modern yeah, of him. okay. But I think it's because at the time, the Bathory name may have been more highly respected than the Nadesi name, again, because her uncle was the king of Poland. Right, that makes sense. The Bathory family was as rich and illustrious as the Nadesi family, um, though uh, older and more influential since they had several relatives who ruled Hungary. Uh, the Nadesi family motto, though, is, quote, if God is for us, who can be against us? I thought that was kind of weird. It's <laughs> kind of terrifying. <laughs> I know, a little bit, right? Um, so they moved to Castle Katitsa, Kastitsa, okay. which is now in, uh, which is now called Slovakia. Like, Ooh. the town was called Kastitsa at the time, and it's now Slovakia. Okay. The castle was a wedding gift from the Nadesi family. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Just giving away gothic castles. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> if only. To have that life, Man. like, <laughs> let's give them a castle for their wedding. Right. You just have a spare one laying around. Seriously. God. <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, they were married in 1575, and in 1578, Ferenc came became the chief commander of the Hungarian army and embarked on a military campaign against the Ottoman Empire. So he had to leave his wife in charge of the estates and governing the local population. And uh, Ferenc was known for his great courage in battle, but also his extreme cruelty to Ottoman prisoners. But we'll get more into that later. So he was a bit wild, too. So a little bit about their relationship. Uh, their first child was born 10 years after they got married uh, because wow. he was away from home so often, you know. Right, yeah. Fighting in a freaking war. Um, their first child, Anna, was born in 1585 uh, and was later became the wife of uh, Nikola Zarinsky, who was a count. So keeping it all, you know, high up in the family. Um, yeah. Oriska was born in 1590 uh, and she later became the wife of Estevan Banyo, Banyo, uh, who was either a count or a nobleman. Um, mm-hmm. Kat, uh, Katharina, Katarina something, uh, was born in 1594. And then Andreas was born in 1596. But I think both of them died young. Andreas at least died at like six or seven. Uh, I know that not all of their children survived to adulthood. I think those are the two that didn't, uh, which again is common for that time. Yeah, that's sad. And then Paul was born in, ni- in 1598. I don't know if I've been saying 19 or 15. I've been saying 15, right? I'm pretty sure 15. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In case anyone's wondering, none of them were born in the 1900s. Right. Uh, <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, so, okay, this is weird. So he he is the father of a man named uh, Franz III, who was a uh, chief judge and general. Gen- general. General. Yes. Okay. <laughs> who was a chief judge and general in Hungary. And he was one of the leaders of something called the Magante Conspiracy against Holy Roman Emperor Leopold I. And after the conspiracy was uncovered, he and the two other leaders were all executed. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that was her grandson. That sucks. Okay. I know. So I thought that was really interesting, you know, a little crazy family. But all of Elizabeth's children were cared for by governesses, just like she had been growing up, you know. Um, So with her husband away fighting, Elizabeth was traveling between numerous castles to oversee her estates and her servants, and she would often recruit young women into her household to either work for her or uh, the parents of the local villages would often send their daughters to her in exchange for, like, an education. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because in all the great houses and castles, the wives were responsible for things like medical attention and supervising the preparation of food and supervising the staff. And Bathory was teaching these sorts of steel skills to some girls, right? Right. Like noble girls and, and girls of like higher ranking families or, or she would just bring girls in like as servants or something like that, maids and things. Yeah, that makes sense. So she was bringing a lot of people into her castle. Um, so Ferenc, her husband, uh, during his time at war, would eventually become known as the Black Knight. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Um, as a result of being a soldier who was often off fighting the Ottoman Turks, Elizabeth spent most of their, he and Elizabeth spent most of their marriage apart. Um, however, he may have schooled her in techniques of torture during the times that they were together. Oh, hell. Uh, you know, fun couple things. Nice, yeah. <laughs> he was especially feared for his methods of dealing with prisoners. In his free time, he used to have Turkish prisoners somehow, like, thrown up into the air so that he could catch them with the tip of his sword. Oh, my God. That's one thing that I read. I don't know how they would do that. Right, but, you know. but still, um, well, okay. That's... He was also known to dance with their dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Interview with the vampire reference. Yes, I love it. I don't love it. Just to clear that up. I no, just clear it up. But the vampire, vampire, vampire. That's our that's our favorite it. part. Every time he dances with the dead body. I know it's weird. <laughs> we oh, love that part. Dance with that dead body is the funniest. But thing this is ever. weird. Okay. Okay, wait. This is about to get weird. But hold on. Let me tell this part first. Um. So he would also take the heads of prisoners and play like catch and kickball with them. Ew. Like he was crazy. Gross. And then um. And then on occasion, he uh, would order that they be impaled on spikes to die, like, slowly in agonizing pain. That's awful. Uh, But that was also something that Vlad the Impaler used to do, right? That's true. Okay. If anyone doesn't know who Vlad the Impaler is, he was the inspiration for Vladimir Dracula. um, Because his name, name, uh, Dracula just means, like, like Dracula, like, in the the name, like, over there, it just means, like, son of the dragon or something like Mm -hmm. that. And his name wasn't actually Vladimir Dracula. He was just, like, called Vladimir Dracula. Right. His name was, like, Vlad Tepes or something like that. Anyway, so he was the inspiration for Dracula, like, the story. Yes. Inspiration for the whole vampire story. Um, okay. This is the shit that I wanted to get into with you. Because I heard that, and it reminded me of Vladimir Dracula. And I was like, oh, when was he born? Because they're over in the same area that he right, would have been yeah. ruling in. Right? Exactly. Like, let me look into this. So, um, Vlad the Impaler ruled like 130 years before Elizabeth was born, okay? okay. Uh, He was the uh, Vovoid of Wachala, um, or no, Wallachia, I'm sorry. I call it Wachala because that's how it's spelled, like it looks like in English, but it's called Wallachia. Uh, He was not the ruler of Transylvania like a lot of people think, but like it was in three parts at the time, like Wachala and Transylvania and some other, I think it was Hungary or something like that, which all ended up turning into Romania later. Right. Um. So, although it is close by Transylvania, he, he wasn't ruling Transylvania. Um, interestingly, uh, he was also against the Ottoman Empire. Mm. Just like uh, Fran- uh, Fra- Franz? What do I keep calling him? Just like Elizabeth's husband. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was also against the Ottoman Empire. He was even imprisoned by them at one point. Okay, wow. this, is, this okay. is true. This is real. Yeah. Um, so, because the reason he was against them is because he knew the ruler of Transylvania. Right? Right. He was like a friend of his or something. And we know that Elizabeth has family who rules Transylvania yes. and like Poland and everything. Uh, the the ancestor of hers knew Vlad the Impaler. That's like they knew each sweet. other. <laughs> I went through and I actually like looked through family trees and I found this. That's okay. Awesome. This was crazy. 
And so her uncle took over the position 130 years later, you know, after all of this shit. Like, he is now in that spot yeah. of the friend that knew wow. Vladimir Dracula. That's crazy. <laughs> what? And so that was a really interesting black hole that I went down. Yeah, oh yeah. You I was like, do what? <laughs> Your ancestors knew Dracula. And then to have all these weird vampiric connections. Right. Okay, it gets really crazy. And it's, there's more than this even later. Mm. So like his whole thing was that he liked to impale people like and drink their blood. And that's how, that was his whole thing, you know? And that's how he got kind of inspired the story of Dracula. Yeah. And like I could go, I could go on about this for a little while. <laughs> um, this is not a Dracula episode, although right. now I do want to do one. I know, right? Yes, we're probably gonna have to. Now. <laughs> like yeah. for the actual person, and I really want to like research him. You know, um, I'm pretty sure I could go wild with these connections. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that's amazing. I know. Um, so that's what I was freaking out about when I was checking. Like, oh my god, you're not gonna believe what I found because I literally happened upon it on accident. Right. I was just looking into Vlad Dracula, and I was like, I wonder, like, how. Because yeah. he was in the same area. I wonder if they knew each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, I found that. And I was like, <gasps> mind blown. That's wild, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, uh, Ferenz was just as cruel when he would return home from war. All right, back to him. You know, not talking about Dracula anymore. Even though right. that's great. I love that whole thing. I know. Um, <laughs> isn't that crazy, though? Yes, that's wild. I can't believe that. That's really cool. <laughs> I didn't even find that written anywhere. I was like, how does nobody talk about this when they talk about her? Right. No, yeah, you would think. It drove me, it drove me wild. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh so friends back to him now yes you know this dracula wannabe i don't know right yeah exactly because he would impale people too and that's like, like the whole when i heard that i was like i gotta look into right it. yeah he, anyway he might have had uh, a story yeah and he was like, i exactly right that's what i'm thinking that could have been it because it happened not far away from him like right, yeah. you know decades before it yeah. could have been something that he was like oh this is a thing let's do this you right know? exactly exactly uh once he ordered to have a young girl covered in honey so that she would be constantly bitten by insects while working oh outside. shut up that's yeah, he was, he was a torturer, too. Yeah. And it, apparently, he taught his wife, Elizabeth, a trick called kicking the stars, which is where you put a piece of oil-soaked paper between the fingers of a disobedient servant and set it on fire. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. He's also said to have given Elizabeth a pair of gloves that had claws attached to them so that she could use them to punish her servants. Ew, they sound awful. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's where the story gets weird. <laughs> like it wasn't already. Yeah, <laughs> we so. have Dracula connections, but it's not weird yet. Right, okay. <laughs> um, everything I'm going to say after here is totally speculative. Do not come at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while he was away on his military expeditions, Elizabeth may have had several secret romances because she would travel a lot mm-hmm. and she would like visit relatives, including an Aunt Clara. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. We love Aunt Clara's. No, it's not. No, oh, not this not. one. Oh, we don't love her. I love my Aunt Clara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Uh, she doesn't listen to this. Oh. This is too creepy for her. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, including an Aunt Clara who lived in Vienna and was said to have introduced Elizabeth to the world of lesbian orgies. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Family bonding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, go for it, Elizabeth. Yeah, Whatever. Get, get it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aunt Clara's loyal servant, Thorco, introduced Elizabeth to the world of dark powers. Ooh. You know? Uh, side note, Clara may, may have also murdered two of her husbands. <laughs> I don't... I, <laughs> I was more for that. 
couldn't I couldn't find out a whole lot about her. That was really all I could find that she might have been like a black widow. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie, she still sounds pretty freaking great. <laughs> Just saying. We got lesbian orgies, we got murdering husbands we got black magic it sounds great i love it <laughs> i'm just kidding don't do any of those things well maybe unless you want to that's so that's all you need. i don't, I don't <laughs> do none of that i'm dead I oh my god that, I promise. <laughs> so that's aunt clara um <laughs> i'm sorry mom <laughs> So while her husband was gone, she invited um, people who were self self proclaimed like sorcerers and seers and witches and alchemists into her home. Okay, um, I would. When she began to show up, here's another. This is where it all gets kind of crazy with all these vampire references. They say she started to show up in town with a man who was very pale, with unnaturally sharp teeth, and was always dressed in black. Ooh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, she, she was a fucking vampire, okay? And, like, she, Dracula, like, yeah. was still alive, and he, oh, like, yeah. turned her, you know? Like, he stayed alive, and he was like, hey, she's crazy, let me turn her. Right, yeah, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. He's like, you know, I knew I knew her great, 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 great ancestor exactly fine. yeah i wasn't good. i was gonna say uncle but i was like i don't know if it is <laughs> um so the local villagers who believed in vampires rightfully you know they were yeah oh yeah not that far away from dracula yeah. so they should believe in vampires um they had pretty much had it with her <laughs> and they had started calling her the beast of kachitza oh wow yeah. yeah so they were like you know she's crazy in a letter to her husband, she described a extremely effective way of casting spells. Quote, catch a black hen and beat it to death with a white cane. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> keep, yeah, keep the blood and spear, smear a little of it on your enemy. If you get no chance to smear it on his body, obtain one of his garments and smear it. And then he would send his wife torture advice from the battlefield mm -hmm. while he was away as a sort of like love letter. That's very... Um, yeah, I don't know the word toxic. Not <laughs> I don't know. Y'all should not be together. That's a problem. Honestly, I think they're perfect for each other. Right? Yeah, I feel like yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, we didn't have to worry about this for very long because in 1604, Ferenz, the Black Knight of Hungary, died during a battle. Oh, yeah. But he didn't die from like battle wounds. Um. The uh, he had some kind of disease that nobody really knows what it was. Okay. We do know that he had a lot of pain in his legs for like two years before he died, yeah. and he was like crippled and bedridden on several occasions in the years before his death. Uh, whatever the disease was, it finally took his life on January 4th, 1604. And so Elizabeth had to take control of the estates because their son wasn't old enough yet. Yeah. Um, and it's said that her husband's death only made her violent behavior worse, either because of she was grief stricken or because she finally didn't have anybody to hold her back right, i don't know, uh, either, way, you know right. either way yeah either way she went kind of cray cray after that there's there's really no way to tell so Ferenza's will entrusted his children and his wife to a man named uh it's i think it's gregory theruzzo um and we'll talk about him more in a minute just remember him okay, okay. so he is entrusted with like because you can't just like leave everything to the wife you kind of have to have somebody to Correct. manage it Why but it's not like he that? was there looking over yeah i know i mean back then i mean <laughs> back then they wouldn't yeah. do that you know if they were waiting for the son to become old enough and until then another man of the family had to be you know keep any eye on things that's, that's just that's, how it was like, get away. yeah it does but she was pretty much still because she was very intelligent she was very very you know um high up and yeah. she was allowed to kind of manage things right, on her yeah. own 
Um, so he was just kind of like named on it, but she was really doing all the work. Right. <clears throat> How it's always been. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after the death of her husband, rumors started to circulate about very particular types of cruelty at the hands of Elizabeth. And she originally started with servants in her castle and peasant girls from the area. And it said that one day she was getting her hair brushed by a maid and the maid like pulled her hair too hard or something. Mm -hmm. And so Elizabeth hit her and some of the blood like fell on her arm and she went nuts. She was like, oh my God, this blood makes my skin look so beautiful and youthful and and young. And it looks great. Like, I love this. Let me get some more of that. And uh, it was kind of downhill from there. And she had, like, a a surplus of young women and girls aching to get into her castle all the time for work and education, right? Right. So she she had everything she needed. People had already been claiming that she was murdering peasant women. And that had kind of been ignored by authorities Mm -hmm. because they were like, I don't care. Peasants. (laughs) And, like, servants and things like that. And um, so after a while... um, locals would stop sending their girls to her because they yeah. would never come back right. you know or they would like find out like oh she they they died oh it was a disease and she would make up some excuse mm-hmm. you know and so when she couldn't really get a lot of peasant girls anymore she started turning to the girls from noble families to take out her little experiments on and that attracted attention yeah right so she was very interested in all forms of torture. Mm-hmm. Here's where the trigger warning comes in if y'all want to skip for a few minutes because I'm going to start talking about the things that she liked to do to these people. All right, I'll be back. Um, it's not pretty. Ready? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> You're going to do it anyway. Uh, some of her victims were covered in honey and left outside for insects, insects to devour, you know, just like her husband taught her, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, during colder parts of the year, young women might be stripped naked and forced into deadly ice baths or locked outside after being drenched in water so that they could freeze to death. She liked that one a lot. That's awful. Yep. Uh, sometimes she would torture girls by driving needles into their fingers. Ew. Uh, cutting their noses or lips. <sighs> whipping them. Eventually, she started to bite them. She okay. liked that one. Okay. <clears throat> Dracula. Uh, yeah. Uh, she would bite them on their breasts and their arms and their shoulders or really anywhere that she could get a hold of. Um, one victim uh, she might have forced to cook and eat her own flesh. Ew. What? She might. She might have eaten some of the human flesh herself. She might have been a cannibal. Gross. That's, that's in a couple of the stories. Um, she also liked to burn them. Especially on their genitals. Oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. The intimate nature of her attacks suggests a sexual motivation. I was though it's ask impossible. That. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to know what her intentions really were. It's not like she would write about it. Right. Um, uh, but Witnesses says that she liked using scissors to torture her victims. Uh-huh. She liked to cut, their, cut off their hands and noses and genitals again. Oh. Uh, one of her favorite pastimes... Uh, was using scissors to slice open the skin between her victim's fingers. Ow. Ow. Yeah. You know, that one bugged me a lot, too. I was like, ugh. God. Some of the girls were put in a cage that was, like, too low to stand in, but too narrow to sit in. And it was full of, like, these sharp studs. Oh. And then they would hang it from the ceiling and, like, swing it back and forth. So that the girl would get repeatedly impaled on the studs oh as it God. swung. And she would die. Wow. Uh, like, get torn to pieces. Uh, she also enjoyed putting red hot coins into servant girls' palms. Like, make them yeah. hold it. 
and then she would thrust pokers in the fire and use them to burn their faces. Oh my god, she sounds horrendous. I don't like She it. sounds awful. Wow. Um, she said, supposedly, that the screams of the tortured would relieve her nagging migraines. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. She was crazy. Makes perfect sense. There are depictions of her uh, that often mention her bathing in the blood of virgin victims to recapture her lost youth. She wasn't super old. I know, though. I totally just watched. <laughs> I just watched the episode of Outlander on my rewatch where Galus is in the blood. Oh, it's goat blood, though. Oh, it's so she's weird. Like, it my skin young. She says that though. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Not cool. Maybe she's like a depiction of Elizabeth Bathory. Right. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, so this isn't backed up by any of the. Witness inter- witnesses that are interviewed later in this story, which we'll talk about. Um, and the first mention of her bloodbath didn't come until like a hundred years after she died. So yeah. take that as you will. Witnesses reported having seen traces of torture on dead bodies, some of which were buried in graveyards and others are in unmarked places. Um, two court officials claimed to have per- personally witnessed the countess torture and kill young servant girls. So they're saying that people saw this happen. You know? And they're court officials, and they didn't do anything about it. I guess. Well, this is later, after, like afterward, yeah. when they're when they're interviewed, they're like, "Yeah, I saw that." Uh, but she's also very powerful. You know, she's right. You know, yeah. uh, but she also had people like working with her, which I'll get into in a minute. Oh, nice. um, so, like, local clerics would become suspicious when more and more often they were asked to perform funeral rites for servants who died of either quote cholera or quote mm-hmm. for unknown and mysterious reasons. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, this one's died. Can you come do the funeral things?" And they're like, "Oh, look, another one." Right, a little bit suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't be suspicious. I know you're yeah. <laughs> <be> suspicious. <laughs> The most trusted servants of Elizabeth consisted of a boy named Wanos, who was also known as Kid or Ugly Dwarf for some reason, and I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea who this person oh was. Oh my god. <laughs> and then there was um, Anna Darvulia, who was a witch described by the locals as, quote, a wild beast in a female body. Sweet. <laughs> Go, girl. Yes. <laughs> and then there's, like, the nursemaid of the Countess's children. Uh, who was uh, Alana Joe, and then a witch called Dorka, a laundress called Catelyn, as well as a uh, old local witch and poisoner, Arazi, uh, whom Elizabeth began to see after Anna became blind later. Okay. Anna was the first one. I mentioned the witch, the wild beast right, one. Yeah. So she eventually became blind, and so she started seeing another witch. But anyway, so they were, those were all kind of her little group right okay. there, right? Okay, so Elizabeth's cousin... Uh, Gregory Theruso, mm-hmm. uh, Count Paltane of Hungary. He's the same man that her husband entrusted the care of his wife and children to after he okay. died. So this is That's Elizabeth's cousin. cousin. Okay. Um, uh, he's the Paltane of Hungary, which is later uh, called a viceroy, like vice regent. He's basically like the king's secondhand mm-hmm. man. Like he's the second in charge. Okay. So he's like a representative of the king. He oversaw judicial matters. And he was ordered by Mathis, the king of Hungary, to investigate the rumors surrounding Elizabeth. Not the king of Poland, not her uncle. This is a different king. This is the king of Hungary. Okay. We'll get into why in a minute. Um, but so on uh, December 29, 1610, Count Theruso arrived at Elizabeth's castle, Kastitsa, to investigate the countess's alleged crimes against the women of noble birth. Mm. Apparently, all the mistreatment of the servants and the peasants was not a concern to authorities at that time. Okay, they were yeah. like, uh, fuck it, just the nobles. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck y'all. That's awful. 
He reportedly surprised Elizabeth in the middle of tormenting a victim and in response immediately imprisoned her in her home. Her high status meant that she could not be put in jail like a criminal. Oh my god, that's was, so stupid. That was not allowed. I know. Wow. Um, so four of her servants, three females and one male, were arrested, questioned, and subjected to torture. There was Dorka the witch, uh, Alana Joe, her former nursemaid of her children, and then the laundress, uh, Katerina, and then Wanos the kid, and then, but not Anna. Anna was not arrested at the time. Oh. Um, so the court proceedings be- began January 16th, or January 1611. They're all being tried for stuff that she did then. Yes. Wow. Uh, the servants denied that they murdered anyone, but they did admit to burying multiple victims. Right. Um, though the number of their of how many they buried is anywhere between like 35 and 50. They weren't really sure, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Two of the women and the male servant were immediately sentenced to death, which was quickly <gasps> carried out. Wow. Yeah. The fourth was imprisoned and uh, was later executed, I guess. I, I well, well, what happened after her afterward is like kind of unknown. Either she died in prison or she was executed. Right. Um, uh, I don't know which one is which. I don't know which servant was saved until later. I don't know why. I just that's what what I read happened. Um, hmm. Later on, Anna was also captured and killed. Wow. Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't with them. I guess at the time she was captured later. I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah. So. The evidence gathered by Count Thorozo, I'm sorry if I'm getting these names wrong, by the way, um, during his investigation included a very impressive 289 witness statements. Wow. Uh, however, of the 289 statements, more than 250 were either hearsay or had no information whatsoever. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so it looks impressive, right. but it's really not. Um, they were just like, oh, I heard she was doing this. Oh, I heard she was doing that. And the other ones were like, I have no idea. And that was included in the witness statements, like yeah. a big pile of useless statements. One witness claimed to have seen a book kept by Elizabeth where she recorded the names of all of her victims, which totaled about 650 girls. Holy crap. This diary, however, has never been produced. Yeah. Um, the testimony that Elizabeth had listed 650 victims in a personal journal was a secondhand account of something that a court official had discovered. But the official who had seen this information didn't testify. Okay. Yeah. Um, many of the witnesses who spoke against Elizabeth were under the service of Count Thoroso. And he oversaw the entire investigation. Right. Yeah. And the fact that Elizabeth's servants were tortured makes their confessions a lot less reliable. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Thoreau ultimately charged Elizabeth with the deaths of 80 girls. Okay. Uh, as a member of a powerful family, she could not be put on trial. Oh my God. What? Like, what do you do then? That's stupid. Well, what they did was they isolated her. Oh, either yeah. they just locked her, her in the castle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but see, either they just locked her in and she was like free to roam around, or they actually walled her up inside of a room with nothing but a hole for food. Oh, okay. That's. I don't know which one it was because it goes back and forth. She might have been like physically walled up inside the castle or she was just kind of free to roam around. Like nobody really knows because nobody was in there with her. I I have no idea. Um, So the family, her family, wanted to avoid the loss of her property, which was at risk of being seized by the crown following the public scandal. Yeah, right. Count Thoroso, along with some members of Elizabeth's family, had planned for her to be sent to a nunnery, but as the accounts of her actions spread, they decided to keep her under the strict house arrest instead. A um, nunnery? 
Yeah, that's where they were going to send her because they couldn't keep her there. They were like, okay, here's your punishment. You're going to go to a nunnery, what you know, and live there forever. Okay. But they were like, oh, well, we can't do that now. Everybody's heard about it. Um, right, yeah. Okay. So her her holdings passed on to family members instead of being seized, okay? Okay. Uh, now, there's kind of another side to this story. Um, Elizabeth was a very powerful woman, made more so by the control of Ferenz's holdings after his death. Mm-hmm. King Mathis, the one who ordered the investigation on her. Mm-hmm owed a large debt to Elizabeth, and he didn't want to pay it. Okay. And that debt was canceled by her family in exchange for permitting them to manage her captivity. Oh. And Elizabeth's political and financial support of her nephew, uh, Prince Gabor Bathory of Transylvania, who was in conflict with the currently ruling Hadsburgs, potentially placed her in danger. Like, she was financially supporting this this relative of hers who was trying to rule in place of these other people okay and yeah. so they i guess like people didn't want her to be doing that yeah um this suggests that the acts attributed to her could have been particular uh, uh, politically motivated slander right that makes sense too uh, she was a very intelligent woman who was said to often bully men who tried to threaten her. Well, it's very possible that she was tough and possibly cruel but essentially innocent wow that's crazy um i know However, it's unlikely that she was completely innocent right, because in yeah. 1602, a priest had written a letter that described the excessive cruelty exhibited by her and her husband towards their servants. Yeah. So okay. it is, it's likely that she was very cruel to them. Um, the testimony against Elizabeth uh, could have included true tales about how harshly she acted with the lower class, but such acts weren't illegal at the time, unfortunately. Right. And um, Elizabeth was really only punished because some of her victims could have been noble women. That's crazy. So if she had just kept to peasants, she probably would have been, they would have had nothing they to would charge have, her with. Yeah, they would have had nothing to charge her with. But again, it could have been made up completely. Exactly. Um, so on the 21st of August in 1614, three years after she was put on house arrest, uh, she complained to one of her bodyguards that her hands were cold. And he was like, oh, it's nothing. Just go lie down. And she went to sleep and was found dead in the morning. Oh. She was 54. Okay. That's pretty old yeah. for the time, I would think. It's pre- it is pretty old for the time. Um, but I they the treatment that she got during captivity is unknown. Uh, so she was either walled up in the room with only a slot for food or she was free to roam the castle. I know it's a big difference, but we just don't know. Right. Um, and so I don't know if maybe the treatment of her was why she died or if she was just old, old yeah. for the time, you know. Um, she was initially buried in a local church at Kestitsa, but there was a lot of public disapproval of mm-hmm. that. And so she was later moved to her family crypt. Oh, that's... Um, and that's kind of the end of her. I do have a little bit of extra tidbits of information mm-hmm. that I thought was good. Um, so in 1708, the castle where she died was captured by rebels. Oh, and uh, it was neglected, and it burned down in 1799, and it was turned into a tourist attraction in 2014. Oh, my God. Is it haunted? Uh, well, there isn't much left of it. Oh. Uh, uh, you can still visit the ruins. Um, it was uh, one of the two castles used for uh, the location of Count Orlok's castle in Nosferatu. Ooh. The movie? Yeah. And then the ruins are featured in the opening sequence of the 1996 fantasy movie Dragonheart. I love that oh, movie. Oh, sweet. That's cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then um, Bathory uh, is reported to have killed at least 600 victims. And so she's got a Guinness World Record for the most prolific female murderer. Oh, nice. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> 
I know. And then her actions uh, had given her the nickname the Blood Countess. Like, she's known as the Blood Countess. Imagine having that be your legend. Like, I would be like, sick. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Um, She may have, people are saying she may have been the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I know that the actual inspiration was Vladimir. Um, uh, Her obsession with blood and her habit of biting victims may have led to cite her as one of the first known vampires in history. I don't agree with most of that because Vlad the Impaler is the inspiration for Dracula. And that was like a hundred or so years before her. Right, um, yeah. He died in 1477 and she was born in 1560. Okay. So, and so that's Elizabeth Bathory. Wow. That was fascinating. Like, <laughs> Wasn't wow. it? I loved researching that one. I believe that. You know, I was originally going to do something else, mm-hmm. which I'll probably still do. Just not right now. And I, I was reading a book with a friend of mine, <laughs> which I won't get into detail about. But the book, the villain was based off of Elizabeth Bathory. And I was like, I can't stop thinking about it. I want to look her up. Right. And I got so into it. I got so into it. And then I found the Dracula connection right. and I was yes. so excited. That's awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. So many vampiric connections in the whole thing. Yes. That's I was like, great. what? Yeah. This was a perfect one for me. <laughs> yes, it was. That made it super fascinating. Definitely perfect. Right? Yeah, uh, she's obviously crazy. If, if she did do it, which I, I, I think she probably did some of it. Right. Um, you know, she's not she's not great, but the story is great. Right, exactly. Yes. So let's clarify that we don't like <laughs> we don't like, like serial, serial killers. killers but <laughs> we find them interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's a female good. serial killer, so that's I really wanted that's to a do lot. a female yeah. one, and I, I didn't anticipate liking this one as much as I ended up liking it. <laughs> you weren't expecting vampire connections, though. So that's I wasn't, and that's what made it so good. Right, exactly, exactly. Her husband probably had a lot of influence on her, too. And I think so, too. Yeah, I think he was a, he probably a little too war-hardened, you know? Right, yeah, it could be. Went a little cuckoo himself. Might have been inbred himself. I don't know. Yeah, probably. They weren't related, though, I guess. No, they were from different families. Okay. They were both from very powerful families, but different families. And I guess they were trying to, like, combine the families, yeah, you know? right. You know, they were already, you know, marrying cousins. They were probably like, we need to expand yeah, a little bit. for sure you did. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Her parents were definitely distant cousins. I don't know how distant. Probably not that distant. I really don't know. Right, yeah. That really wasn't that yeah. uncommon, really, cousins back then. It really wasn't at the time, yeah. Weird, and the, the fact that her and, and her husband were only five years apart is actually pretty good for yeah. her time. You know, me and my husband are eight years apart, and that's not really that big a deal. Right, so. exactly. So this has been Evidence of Monsters. Evidence of evidence of Vampires. Evidence of Vampires yeah. is the best evidence we've had. I agree. I it. It's even better than that Evidence of Aliens. That's great. Yes. We always have a lot of Evidence of Aliens. Like, what is with that? We do. Yeah. So weird. I need yeah, to do like a flat out alien story and just make it real evidence of aliens, you know? I agree. We're getting off true crime, but yeah, we could do it. <laughs> we, we need to go back backwards a little bit. <laughs> That's fine, though. I'm for it. We are evidence of monsters. I mean, this is still a true crime one. It's just a, one a true oh, crime yeah, and vampires yeah. one, you know? We could definitely get some alien stories that are true crime besides the one we've already <laughs> I don't think that one was intended to be an alien story. Everything that we do turns out to be an alien story, even though it's not supposed to be. Maybe it's us. Maybe we're just leaning towards the aliens. I think it's probably us. I don't think think it's anybody else. I'm pretty sure it's just us. We're just like, it's all aliens. I'm telling you. It is. It makes sense. Sorry. If it doesn't make sense, it's the alien. (laughs) The aliens make it make sense. That's what makes sense. Exactly. 
Um, follow us on Instagram, Evidence of Monsters. Follow us on Twitter, Evidence of Monsters. I know, M O N S T. Yeah. <laughs> Email us, Evidence of Monsters at yahoo.com. Let us know what you think. We want to know what you think. If you hate us, just tell us so. Like, let us know. That's fine. Right, it's fine. I won't care, but you know, I take that back. <laughs> no, I take it back. I would care. I don't want to know if you hate me. I take it back. <laughs> I'd be like, well, then just don't listen to me. I don't care. You're a stronger person than I am. I, I, it would really hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be happy with it. I'd be like, oh no, Aww. this random person in you know Egypt doesn't like me. I don't know where people are listening to that. I don't know why. I don't know why I said Egypt. We must be awful. I know, right? Yeah. This one person doesn't like us. I'm, I'm right. sad. <laughs> There's something wrong with us. I haven't had enough coffee today. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm being sarcastic because I had two cups already, and it's only like noon. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I know. She's wild. Wow. <laughs> Family castles, castles is presence. You know, wild forms of torture in her dungeon. I don't know. Maybe she. I don't know if she had a dungeon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how everybody doesn't know about the Dracula thing. I would tell everybody that my ancestor was friends with Dracula. Like everybody would know that. Right. I don't know how I just like I just happened to look into it and I was like, I wonder if they knew each other. And then I went back and he was like, Oh, and because of his relationship with this um this ruler of Poland or whatever it was, I was like, Oh, that's so weird. Your family's kind of into that. Let me look at his lineage and let me see where it went. And it went down and I saw the name of her uncle and I was like, Whoa, Yes, I would tell everybody. I everybody know. I don't know. know. I don't know how nobody talks about that more. Maybe, maybe nobody else looked into. It. Maybe I'm the first one to ever right. know that. That would be great. I Just, doubt that it. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> I doubt it. That would be. That would be really cool. Thank you for listening. We hope you liked it. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Not that one. You're such a butt. <laughs> There's a jump rope and a charging cord right next to each other. <laughs> Which one does he want to play with? Definitely not the jump rope. Nope. Always the things are not Why? supposed to. Have. <laughs> exactly. He knows he's not supposed to have it. Like this is way more interesting, mom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>